With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's land here for a minute. This is the Rich Eisen Show. What was it called? The Rich Eisen Show. Which is the oddest mashup of a Jay-Z song I've ever heard. Boy. <laughs> Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Tell me Kansas City plays Miami. Just say it. Just tell me what I want to hear. I don't believe that they do. They don't? They don't. Ah, oh, Today's guests. NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah. Legendary actor James Kahn. Plus, from Paramount Plus's Halo, actor Pablo Schreiber. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show live in Los Angeles, California. We say hello to everybody watching on Peacock and listening on Sirius XM Channel 85 and wherever you are taking in this Rich Eisen Show. We say hello to you, to our uh, Pumulus Podcast Network listeners right there uh, where all podcasts can be acquired. We say hello to our podcast audience um, because you can listen whenever you darn well please, and we greatly appreciate that. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Uh, white hot to the touch. We had uh, in the history of our program the first one million view day yesterday. So we say thank you to everybody out there one who is million. one million views. We say hello to everybody out there who's uh, taking in this show on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Good morning uh, here, California time, uh, to Christopher Brockman. Good afternoon hey, if you're listening so on up, uh, East Coast time. Uh, good to see you, DJ Mikey D. Hey, Rich. As morning. in D's nuts. It's been a D's nutty morning. Good to <laughs> yes. see you. Uh, TJ Jefferson, light that candle, sir. Yes, sir. Light it. Good to see you over there. Hey, Rich, I got to see the Lakers last night oh. lose to my Sixers and. Yeah, it was wonderful. Okay. Just, just to say Good that. to see that. Anyone get traded this morning? Uh, let me see. Not yet. <laughs> it's the first thing we, Rich and I checked this It's morning. kind of crazy that we lead the show with uh, we, don't, we, 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 we don't think anybody major got traded. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and again, you know, Tyreek Hill is waking up um, in, uh, in South Florida. Uh, he said he's coming home, Tyreek Hill. Um, going to uh, back home to Florida. And um, he's playing for the Miami Dolphins, which I'm sure is something when, when he's introduced as a Dolphin, will no doubt he'll be talking about um, childhood dream come true. Kid, you know, And he's now the highest paid receiver in the game in terms of uh, annual dollars and in terms of no state tax and how he's uh, going to be loving life. And um, I, I, I can't tell you how... Um, significant to move. This is certainly in the AFC East. Like I mentioned yesterday, for the umpteenth time we were on the air live, 
We were on the air live for Aaron Rodgers saying he's staying put and Russell Wilson getting traded and Matt Ryan getting traded and Carson Wentz getting traded. And we were on the air live yesterday when Tyreek Hill got traded. And we were, you know, stunned just like everyone else that Devontae Adams was uh, the one who woke up and said, I'm leaving Rodgers. And and, uh, now you got Tyreek Hill willingly leaving Patrick Mahomes. And... You know, money talks and everything else, as you know, walks. And um, that's where we're all going to eventually focus our attention on in in Miami is the quarterback. And how, yeah, you've got Jalen Waddell, who the Dolphins used a first-round pick on in this year's draft to, to go move up to go get. And then they used a first-round pick that they got for the Niners to move up to get Trey Lance. In this year's draft, they used that to go get Tyreek Hill. And that's your two main receivers, along with Devontae Parker and a free agent signing in Cedric Wilson. And Mike Gesicki is staying put. And they added uh, Chase Edmonds. And they add Raheem Mostert at the running back position and a coach and Mike McDaniel, who's just insane enough to put it all together in a very significant way. But when it all comes down to it, it's Tua at the controls and not Patrick Mahomes for Tyreek Hill. That, yes, that's Jalen Waddle, and he didn't have a Jalen Waddle on the other side, and that's Mike Gesicki, who's not Travis Kelsey, and that's Tua, who's not Mahomes. And I don't quite... I don't quite get football wise why he would do it. Thirty million bucks a year is one way to. <laughs> does that make you get it? Put the bandaid on it. Absolutely <laughs> does. Get yours while you can. And I guess whatever the Chiefs were willing to give, he wasn't willing to take. Sort of a Mahomes town discount. Wouldn't take it. And I can't wait to find out why. Because people are going to start talking. Something's going on behind the scenes there. The Chiefs are just like, not worth it. Let's go for it. And the Miami Dolphins, let's see. Like I said yesterday, they no doubt saw Bills versus Chiefs and Mahomes. You might need 40 to win. (laughs) You might need 50 to win. Bills kind of did. And, you know, it would help to, to stop the opponent when you're up with 13 seconds to go. But you know what? You got to get your offense going. You got to put it out there. Certainly when Watson is part of the conference mix once again. And Matt Ryan's now there. And Russell Wilson's now there. And you've got an arms race. And you need a legs race. And that's why Tyreek Hill did it. But when it all comes down to it, you got to wonder, is it going to be a moment where Tyreek's like, yeah, Pat would have gotten that to me. Yeah. I'm open and Pat would have seen me. Pat would have known that. And then he'll go back to the huddle and think about the zeros in his account. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. That's the way it might go this year. Yep. Or Tua is now surrounded and ready to roll. Man, he's got some great talent. And ready to roll. Ready to roll. And the offense is going to be something that Miami fans have not seen for quite some time. I would be jacked up if I were them. And one more time for Jets fans out there. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. 
the two twos that the Jets would have given up, when you put it on a, a chart, and Daniel Jeremiah will be joining us shortly, and I'm sure he'll talk about that, there is Jimmy Johnson, your guy from way back in the day, put together a chart of what a draft choice means in terms of points and where it is on a draft chart mm-hmm. in terms of points. A first overall pick is worth this number of points, most points on a draft board, and a fourth overall pick is worth that much, and a 10th overall pick is worth that much, and a 29th overall pick is worth that much. And the reason why I bring up those numbers is those are the numbers first and 10th, fourth and 10th is what the Jets have in this year's draft, and 29th is what the Dolphins could offer the Chiefs. And the one, two, and four that the Dolphins put together for Tyreek Hill in this year's draft, the Jets' two second-round picks were worth more on the points board. So the Jets made a very competitive offer, but we're absolutely right not to cough up either the fourth or the tenth overall pick. And you could say, well, Rich, if they get Drake London tenth overall, is that just as good as Tyreek Hill? And maybe he will be. Certainly in terms of contractual control and how much they cost and the fact that he's your guy and you also don't have a whole locker room saying, you didn't pay me all that money and you pay to a guy who's in Kansas City, he's just going to walk in the door. There's lots that goes on when you pay somebody in a locker room, certainly when they walk in. So once again, second blush, because we were on the air first blush. If I'm the Dolphins, absolutely do it. If I'm Tyreek Hill, I want to get paid. Absolutely do it. If I'm Tyreek Hill and I want to go to the AFC championship game again and win a championship, got to think twice because I think the Chiefs are still a better shot at it. How does that sound? Because I like Mahomes and I like Reed and I like Kelsey. I like Brett Veach. I like that front office. Hands down. You put it out there, Chris, right? On a poll question yesterday, who, you know, yeah. Who's got a better chance to make an AFC championship game next? Chiefs or Dolphins? Yeah, who makes it? It was like eighty-five percent to fifteen percent, and the Chiefs fans were like, "This is insulting." Yeah, Chiefs fans not happy. Certainly, when you also threw out there, is this the end of the Chiefs dynasty too? You know, because we were talking about Seattle having moved on, and the Legion of Boom era is over. And is this an era gone by? I say no. You still got the quarterback. You still got the coach. You still have Travis Kelsey. That offensive line is better than it's been in quite some time. And you still have the system. Let's see how they fill it. Let's see how they fill it. And in terms of you know wide receivers, I mean, do we have a loaded draft on that front? Daniel Jeremiah, again, who's going to be joining me here in 11 minutes' time, he has his mock draft 3.1. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I can't wait to ask him what the hell that means. So um, this is what he's got. He's got uh, one, two. Let's see here. Three, four, five, six, seven wide receivers going in the first round. Seven of them, including two going to the Packers in their two draft choices that they have, the Raiders in their own. He's also got, going in the first round, only one quarterback. He dropped both Matt Corral, who had a terrific pro day yesterday by all accounts, and Malik Willis out of the first round. Saw that. Dropped them both out. I only Kenny Pickett's in, and he put know. Kayvon Thibodeau all the way up to three. And as you know, Daniel and I were both lockstep coming out of the combine that Thibodeau didn't hurt himself, but he didn't help himself in terms of what he did in terms of not working out at the, at the combine. He's got him third overall to the Texans. And then he's got the Jets going sauce Gardner at four, and I don't blame him. I would take him when you get him, because when you're back around at 10, you're not going to get him. He has a Jets going... Sauce Gardner instead of an offensive lineman. He has both Iquano and Neal available for the Jets at four. And the Jets pass on both. Mm. And he doesn't even have Kyle Hamilton in his top ten. And so many people have Hamilton at two for the Lions. He's got the Lions taking Trevon Walker. So much to talk about with Daniel.
But before we take our first break here today, New York, New York, a city so nice, they named it twice. And right now in New York City, the new mayor of New York, well, not so new anymore, Eric Adams, is leaving City Field, home of the New York Metropolitans. Hello. Where he announced that the mandates in New York City that in order to work at, in New York City, you must be fully vaccinated. And it doesn't matter if you're indoors or outdoors, apparently, because uh, we were talking about this quite a bit over the last week and a half. Everybody knows Kyrie Irving hasn't played a Nets home game this year because he is famously unvaccinated. That the Mets and Yankees unvaccinated players were in danger of not being allowed to play in their home games, even though they're outdoors. What? And uh, and it's apparent, based on the sound bites, that Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees, I guess he hasn't taken the jab. I and, heard that. I heard that. And um, well, he hasn't confirmed or denied it, but he's talking in a way that uh, he hasn't taken the jab. So um, the mayor of New York City just two days ago was talking about how these mandates weren't going to change. But as we know, COVID is right now, as we are talking and speaking to one another and you're listening or watching this show, right now, thank goodness, it is to the point where many places are relaxing restrictions. Could come back soon. This thing's not over. But in New York City, the mayor has lifted the restrictions on having to be fully vaccinated in order to work at a New York-based site and living in the metropolitan area, coming and commuting to do it. So this was the mayor announcing this at the home of the Mets. Should have done it at the Nets. I mean, that's the most uh, (laughs) one would think pertinent, um, you know, Location for this, but this is Eric Adams moments ago. Today I signed emergency executive order 62, expanding the performance exemption to private employer mandates. This is about putting New York City based performance on a level playing field. Day one, when I was mayor, I looked at the rule that stated hometown players had an unfair disadvantage for those who were coming to visit. And immediately, I felt we needed to look at that. But my medical professionals say, Eric, we're at a different place. We have to wait until we're at a place where we're at a low area and we can re-examine some of the mandates. We're here today. Okay. Medical, the medical folks are saying, and, and you're seeing everywhere, that um, you know, COVID is, a, is right now um, in a spot where New York feels comfortable doing it. Why do I have a feeling opening day of baseball had something to do with this as well? Yeah. And My man likes baseball. And I, don't, no, no, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's what it is. I, I just have a feeling the, I just have a feeling the Yankees are well connected in a way that the Nets are not. Yeah. My spidey sense tells me something. <laughs> Just look at the Yankees' front office and who might be uh, attuned to New York City politics. I just don't 
Just throwing that out there. And I'm just hoping, again, that COVID stays where it is for so many reasons. You know how I feel about vaccinations? Yeah. I was literally the first person, fully vaccinated person, who had a breakthrough case that I personally knew of was me last July. That was way back in Delta. Now we got apparently a second version of Omicron coming around that might actually spike up and change the way we're all living again or maybe force us to rethink the whole new normal and things like that. But now that New York has made this decision, now Kyrie's off the hook or off the needle or off the jab or whatever it is. And, and um, you know, now the Nets get Kyrie back just in time for the playoffs for all games. And they're 38 and 35, eighth Overall, a record born out of injuries, right? Durant being injured for a significant amount of time. Born out of uh, Harden not working out and getting traded, right? And working on on a new lineup coming in. Born out of Kyrie not taking the jab and not being home for a lot of home games. And active. But they're all coming back now. And Simmons too, right? Uh, Back? Is, Who knows, man? His back is the is the I don't key, see. Uh, thing there. But we still got a good um, what three weeks before it all starts. Yeah. I don't think he's playing. But well, it's the same thing. Here Rich, come like, guys and played in a year. Like. Here come the Brooklyn Nets, eighth seeded Brooklyn Nets, right now in a playing game with the Raptors. That's going to be a dynamite game, Raptors Nets. That Kyrie can't play in. Well, because it's in Toronto, right? Right. So they need to hope they can pass Toronto. I don't think that's happening. They're two and a half out. They're two and a half. They're two and a half behind. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. And then they get Kyrie back for the entirety of the playoffs. And by the way, if Kyrie can't play in a playoff game in Toronto and they're in the playoff game, the play in game, because partially he didn't take the jab this year. Mm hmm. But all in all, to be completely fair and honest, despite the way I feel about everything with the vaccine and mandates and things like that, positively ridiculous that Kyrie was at the Nets versus Knicks game in Madison Square Garden, physically there in the building, but couldn't play. I mean, it was getting to be positively absurd like that. And certainly with the way... The medicine is on the ground. But look out for the Nets now if they can get out of that playing game. You can move your head back and forth over there, Mr. Celtic, but I wouldn't want to face him. Yeah, I just think I wouldn't want I just to face think him overall, at all. It's kind of a bummer that it, it worked out this way. Like, he was just kind of a spoiled brat about this the whole time, and mm-hmm. he eventually gets his way. And I, I, I don't think that's really fair. Well, how about this? How about this? He eventually gets his way, but let's – at least COVID is at the point where where you don't feel like this is particularly. Um, I wouldn't say you know that this is no the, but the medicine the medicine and and the the boots on the ground and the way things appear to be right now I, I in totally New York. I totally get that. I totally get that. But for it, private it, it citizens, it makes it understandable for private citizens and workers in New York who have done the right thing, right. quote unquote, every step of the way, and now to just be told, oh hey, this guy who didn't. He's just going to get rewarded by 
going back to his job. But that could also be the person down so. your hallway in the cubicle across the, across the hallway from you, too. And I would think that would be frustrating for people at all jobs. And that, that this is so public, uh, and he's done it in such a public manner, and we've been talking about it for months and months and months. I just think that's kind of frustrating. Daniel Jeremiah is about to join us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, and then uh, in uh, hour number three, Pablo Schreiber uh, of the new streaming show on Paramount Plus, Halo, highly anticipated, yeah. so highly anticipated, they've already renewed it for a second season in the first two episodes. They've been starting to stream today. So that's out there on Paramount Plus. And also, in hour number two, Happy 50th Godfather anniversary to you, Mike Del Tufo. To salute. We love you. To salute. To salute. Take the, the gun. Take the cannoli. 50 years ago today, the, uh, the uh, United States finally got to uh, understand what that line meant. It was first time today and 50 years ago today that the Godfather started unspooling in a theater near you. And joining us in hour number two to talk about it is the man who played Sonny Corleone. James Kahn will be here. So let's take a break. When we're back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Daniel Jeremiah will join us right here on the program. And then we'll be there for some of your phone calls at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We're back with DJ in a minute. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Love him on the Move the Sticks podcast with Bucky Brooks, my colleague from the NFL Media Group and NFL Network, Daniel Jeremiah. How are you, DJ? Well, I'm doing great, Rich. Just woke up from a long nap. You know, I try to get my 12 hours of sleep in. And I can't, you know? Just like all evaluators, right? All scouts are so lazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I heard uh, I heard rumblings of that, um, that that had taken place. That, yeah. that, that <laughs> made the scouting community. Really? You mean scouts talk? Is that what you're saying, Daniel? Yeah. I didn't know that. A little bit, a little bit yeah. 
So um, yeah, that's a. Uh, that, I mean, by the way, Doug Peterson. Hmm. If they say like, isn't it like a Seinfeld episode? It's like kind of who you want to follow. Like that is the that is the one right there. That is the one you want to follow. I mean, because who says such a thing like that with scouts in the room, Daniel? Who says that? Uh, I mean, you know. I don't know. No, I know. Yeah, it's not good. I know. Yeah, I don't know even how to respond to it, Rich. It's just so outside of of anything I've ever been around or anybody I've ever been around, Um, especially if you have any knowledge of what that, you know, the the grind of that specific profession. Like, you have no clue uh, what you're talking about if that's your take. You know, because I was talking about this yesterday, and again, this is the athletic article uh, about Urban Meyer's tenure um, in, in Jacksonville. You know that that um, he didn't know who Aaron Donald was um, prior to playing the Rams, and the same thing that was also mentioned about Jamal Adams playing prior to playing the Seattle Seahawks. And a number of people that were responding to this video on either YouTube or Twitter were like, had, "Had to be facetious. He had to be sarcastic." You know, um, but I don't, I don't know about that, Daniel. You know, I don't know. Yeah, about that. I mean, I, I mean, he lived in the college world for so long, and. You know, a lot of times, and I give him this one flyer, I guess, is a lot of times college coaches don't spend a lot of time watching NFL football. Their Sundays are spent trying to get ready for the team they play the next week. So um, I can understand that from a college coach's perspective, but some of them, like there's, there's, you know, 30, 40 guys you would think you couldn't help but uh, – but know who they were, even if you never flipped on the TV on a Sunday. All right. Well, let's get to the here and now then, Daniel Jeremiah. Uh, what did you think of the Tyreek Hill trade? I mean, where the hell did that come from, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'd heard rumblings of it uh, a few days before it went down. And, you know, it was kind of like I think Rosenhaus kind of explained it. Once the Devontae Adams trade and contract happened, then, uh, then that kind of changed their thinking on what type of a deal they would accept to go back to Kansas City. And once the numbers got where they were headed, I think Kansas City, um, you know, had to make a tough decision. Now, I, I talked to another GM in the league about why in the world would Kansas City move on. You know, I, I see Tyreek Hill twice a year doing the Charger games, and I know every game plan starts with him and how you keep him from beating you on on one play, which he's done so many times. So why in the world would they ever, you know, let him leave the building. Right. And they said, look, the, the Mahomes contract, the way it was structured, he's, his base salary is only like a million and change. So there, there's no, that's how you end up manipulating a salary cap is you can drop those numbers down, bonus people out, amortize it over the length of the deal. Um, so they didn't really have a lot of wiggle room. And the fact that you had your left tackle in Orlando Brown on that franchise tag, there's no wiggle room. That's a big number um, that's taken up a lot of their cap space. So he said it was just going to be kind of difficult for them uh, to do that this year and going forward. They just they didn't have a ton of room. So they got some flexibility out of the deal. But, that's, uh, yeah, it's not often you see somebody who's literally the most dynamic uh weapon in the NFL that, that hits the trade market. So I guess, you know, for for me, uh, it's clearly down to the trigger man in Miami more than not, Tua. So yeah. what, do you, what do you think of what Mike McDaniel is putting together? And do you think it could also be for Teddy Bridgewater, too? What do you think, DJ? Well, I think, they're gonna get two, I think they'll get Tua every opportunity. And, you know, there's – you know, there's two ways to get to a 50-yard completion, Rich. You can throw the ball 50 yards and have it caught and the guy gets tackled, or you can throw it three yards and let him run 47 yards with it. And I think they've surrounded Tua with guys that can do the latter. I mean, when you think about the weapons they have with, with Waddle and Tyreek Hill, 
And, you know, it's bubble screens, it's speed shovels, it's shallow crosses, it's slants. Like the stuff that he is really good at, you know, with his quick hands, quick release, he's very accurate underneath and intermediate. I think they're going to just try and get those guys the ball out in space and, and make the rest of the league try and tackle him. You know, Gesicki is another one. He's one of the faster tight ends in the NFL. Um, so they have got a track team uh, around Tua. Well, I guess, and that's what I'm saying, is Tyreek going to spend some time this fall going, well, Pat would have gotten that to me, or man, um, you know, I, Pat would have known that's where I was going with it, and, and the ball goes elsewhere, and then he'll just count his zeros going back to the huddle, right? Or or will there be a time, what's more likely, that happening, or Mahomes going, man, we just we, we just miss Tyreek. It's such, it's such a difference maker for us that that guy's gone what's more likely do you think to happen this year i think Daniel? i think that i think that tyree kill chose to to make this happen it was his choice to, to kind of leave kansas city and to go to miami and he went to miami for location and lunch money and so he's got a lot of uh, a, a lot of the ladder there he's that's that was his decision Pat Mahomes, I don't think he made the decision to move on from Tyree Kill. Right. And I think that will have more of an impact on Mahomes and the Chiefs, at least, at least initially, until they can kind of figure out how to put some new pieces together. But, you know, I was looking at this this morning, Rich, and kind of saying, okay, what's a different angle that maybe we're not thinking? Yep. And you remember last year how much we talked about all the too high defense that everybody played against the Kansas City Chiefs? Yes. And it, it, it didn't stop them, but it did. It, it, slowed it down a little bit and in some key moments especially their last game of the year in the second half where they couldn't get things going and so I almost think Andy Reid's saying hey this is an opportunity for me to get a bunch of assets we've got more cap space now we can kind of recreate a little bit of how we're playing offense because the quick strike ability that had been their calling card was was taken away at least to a degree last year by scheme and I think this is Andy's you know, time to try and get ahead of the curve, which he's made a career of being ahead of the curve. Daniel Jeremiah here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, how do you think Matt Ryan in Indianapolis is going to play out? Match made in heaven and uh, clearly an upgrade at Carson Wentz. As you and I were leaving Indianapolis after yeah. talking to Frank Reich, we knew Wentz was uh, it was only a matter of if, if, and uh, you know, if, when, and not if. So uh, what do you think about the way that it all worked out for Indianapolis, Daniel? Yeah, I think I think they got the the best option for them and the best you know value in terms of what they had to give up was next to nothing. So I think that Chris Ballard's patience was rewarded. The the place where I will um, reserve kind of my take on it is Rich. They don't have a left tackle. They don't have a number one wide receiver. They have a they, they lost a guard free agency. Like this is not. I mean, I think sometimes we just. I hear it. Just this is the most talented roster in the NFL. Like they, they've got a lot of holes they need to fill, especially when you look at the way everybody loaded up in the in the conference. So yeah, I mean I'm excited for Matt Ryan. I think that's a it's a it's a great opportunity for him. I think he fits great with Frank. Um, but you know Chris Ballard's got some more roster work to do here. He's going to have to work some magic to fill some of these spots. So. Uh... Where's Mayfield going, do you think? What's the conversation on Mayfield right now that yeah. you're hearing about, Daniel? Quiet as a church mouse, right? Rich. You don't hear anything. I mean, Seattle is kind of the one everybody kind of says, well, I can make the most sense out of that one. But, you know, I talked to buddies that have been at all these pro days. The Seahawks have been sending, you know, folks to all these quarterback pro days. And, and talking to some friends, he said that the guys they talked to in Seattle, they, they're, they're really legitimately excited about Drew Locke. Like, that's not... 
that's not just kind of press conference stuff. Like this is this is something that they seem genuinely excited about. So I, I don't know if they're going to be as motivated to do something with Baker either. So I'm running out of running out of options and places for him to go. Well, I, I'm thinking based on everything right now. Um... Don't you think he's going to be sitting around waiting until the draft is done to see who chooses what in the draft, who gets who in the draft, right? And then and then you can flip a draft pick next year. You use your 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 capital right now. You flip something next year to maybe get him to compete or back up. Like that's legitimately what I'm seeing right now, yeah. right? I mean, don't you think that that's yeah. I, I, I shouldn't say anything because, you know, Tyree Kill got traded. Devontae Adams got traded for crying out loud. You know, I mean, who the hell knows anymore what's up? But that looks to me to be the reality of Baker Mayfield's situation right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, you say, okay, that's a great luxury to have somebody with his ability as your as your backup. I mean, I think he's, I mean, for whatever criticism people have of Baker Mayfield, when healthy, I, I think he's inarguably a top 20 quarterback. Um, in the NFL, I think that's I feel that way. But you, what do you do with the number? You got an eighteen million dollar number. That's a, you're not paying your backup quarterback eight, you know eighteen million dollars. The, the Browns are going to have to eat a good chunk of that um, to, to get this contract moved. It's just all the all the chairs have kind of filled up. I almost wonder if the other option that we're not thinking of is the Browns don't really have anything out there. If they talk to Baker and say, "Hey, this oh. is going to be why, 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 why don't you just oh, come we'll do on. this thing where we." Where we, hey, you stay away. You're, you're oh. under, our, you're on our payroll. You don't have to come in, and let's just play out some a little bit of the preseason here. See what if an injury takes place or there's some issues, and then we, you know we'll get this. We'll either move you before you know right before the season starts, or we'll release you at that point in time. That's, and that's why again I'm holding up. You can't see. I've got the Kyler Murray uh, um, uh, agent statement on Kyler's wonderful stationery. That's why he wants to get paid. That's why he wants to get paid now, right? Like, you don't want to yeah. go into a fourth year and wind up like Mayfield, even though that sounds like a long shot. But who would have thought at this point last year, after Mayfield wins a playoff game, going into his fourth year for a Browns team that had yeah. everything on the upswing, the reigning coach of the year and everything, that we'd be in this situation right now? Who knew? Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also you had Lamar getting hurt, right? Not having his deal done. And you could say, well, maybe his value would have been a little bit higher if, if he could have done it previously, and he waited and had a better fit thus far. But uh, on that note, Rich, I talked to somebody the other day that said Lamar Jackson has been working his butt off over the offseason. What do you mean? And, uh, and he's, he, is, he, is, he is dialed in. He's been working. He has been throwing every day. He's been, he, he's been getting with different people to work out. Like he is – what I was told, this is a very focused Lamar Jackson. I think you're going to see a huge year from him. No kidding. If he wants to bet on him, if he wants to bet on himself, from what I'm hearing, I'll I'll, I'll join in on that one. Yeah, he sounds like he's ready to do the Kirk Cousins plan. You know, like yeah. make make 250 million guaranteed. You know, what year by year or or guaranteed contract by guaranteed contract? Because don't you think one last on this situation before we turn to your mock draft? that the way that the Deshaun Watson contract got done, that pretty much every quarterback that's going to get his second contract because he's already proven a certain amount of worth, um, guaranteed dollars, right? Like whatever the conversation was between Kyler Murray and Steve Kime, now that everything's been out there and Instagram accounts have been restored with photographs and we're all back to our quarters <laughs> quietly, don't you think that whatever was being talked about got reset by Deshaun's contract, all being fully yeah, guaranteed? I, I, 
I agree with you, Rich, and I think there's two I never thought I'd see the days that, that have changed. Um, I never thought I'd see the day where NFL players would be similar to NBA players in yep. terms of being able to get out of contracts and choose their next location. I never thought we would see that. And then number two is the, you know, the, the calling card of, of the NFL has, has been that they don't do guaranteed contracts. They just don't do it. Don't ask. It's not going to happen. Well, that barrier has been broken, and I, I, I'm with you. I think those premier guys, I'd be demanding that. And I guess that's the, the last one I, I lied up. We haven't moved on to the draft yet. Is that, um, you know, Devontae Adams is a perfect example of what you just said. He, he was under a franchise tag, right? They got Aaron yeah. Rodgers all signed, and he's coming back. If this was like five, ten years ago, the Packers would have easily said, tough, too bad. We'll yeah. see you, we'll see yeah. you in the summer. Um, you know, let's talk long-term contract between now and July 15th. And if not, we'll see you next fall because Aaron Rodgers has got a window and you're coming back and we got your contractual control. That's what a franchise tag is for. And instead, he winds up going to where he wants to go, the Vegas Raiders. It's to get paid. Uh, that's unprecedented, too. That's like an NBA player, right? It's a kinder, gentler league now, Rich. We've got, I think it's... <laughs> We've got some of these younger general managers that have taken over and maybe some of the older, crustier guys that uh, that would have would have gone that other route or, or out of the league right now. I don't know. It, it, it would not have happened. I'm with you. You know, 10, 15 years ago, that would not have happened like this. So best- I like it. I think it's, I think it's great. I think it makes your organization more attractive to people to come in and say, hey, we're going to we want to win. We're going to create a great environment. And if it's somehow you don't want to be here, we don't want people that don't want to be here. So then, best team in the AFC West right now. Now that Tyreek Hill's gone, Devontae Adams has landed. You know, obviously, intimately the moves the Chargers have made. We know Denver yeah. got themselves Russell Wilson. What do you make right right now of it, Daniel? All right, you want to see how a professional sidesteps a question? Yes, sir. Um, here, here we go. Um, I think the Denver Broncos are the most improved team mm-hmm. of this group. Like, they are going to make the biggest leap because at the most important position, they made the biggest upgrade. So I, I think that that is going to be the team that makes the, the monumental leap. When you look at the other three teams, they were all right there. You had the Chiefs that, that won the division. You had the Raiders and the Chargers in a, basically a play-in game. A tie game. Of the season. Yes. So, I mean, I, if they, I'll be I mean, look, it's, a lot can happen. But this it looks like a three-playoff team division to me when you look at it. It is just absolutely stacked. Um, so I don't know how you I don't know how you pick a favorite amongst this group right now, but I could make the case Denver's the most improved, and I think, in my opinion, Tyree Kill leaving the Chiefs is the you know that's huge. So they can maybe come back a little bit, and I think all the other three teams move forward with the Broncos making the biggest push forward. Daniel Jeremiah, well done here on the Rich Eisen Show. A few minutes left with uh, Daniel. Uh, let's turn to your mock draft. Many questions. First of all, what the hell does three point? What what the hell does three point one mean? What does that mean? Mock draft three point one. What does that mean? Hey, I don't I don't I don't write headlines, Rich. I okay. got a text message yesterday. Yeah. That you know after that trade went down and said, hey, the, the Chiefs no t- no Tyree Kill. They just acquired one of these first round picks. So you've got to swap out that one pick. Yes. Okay. So I just threw Christian Watson in there, and apparently that took us from 3.0 to, to the first ever 3.1. I've never heard. Okay, now I understand. So it's you just basically made one wrinkle to what's already was out there as your 3.0, and it's so yeah, deep the, down the, in the, the first pick, round. One, right. Yeah, the pick switched hands, so I had oh. to I had to. Get, and get again, it was so deep down in the first round that you don't have to. There's, the domino effect is not significant, so I got a 3.1. So the thing, though, when you go through it all – 
the yeah. fact that you changed out Kyle Hamilton from two all the way down to 11, where Washington, I mean, the commanders would run that card up to the Vegas. I mean, they, they might actually start betting on red. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they, 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 they might just go to the casino after that if they get Kyle Hamilton at 11. And you have Trayvon Walker all the way up at two with Kayvon Thibodeau up to three. What what uh, where'd you put that all together on on your yeah, mind? I wouldn't I wouldn't spend too much time on that, Rich. But um, <laughs> come on, Daniel, sell it. Look, safety safety is a position that's not as valued around the league as I would appreciate it to be. I think he's my third overall player in the whole draft, and you just kind of look at the teams and the priority positions that they're trying to fill, and you talk to people around the league and say, okay, that he. He's kind of a candidate that could slide down a little bit. Uh, but I still think he's one of the you know three or four best players in the whole draft. But I, I think when Dur- in a league where Derwin James can go 17th and Hamilton could fall to the Commanders, so um, that was my thought on that one. Thibodeau is you know a true wild card. I mean, he, it would not surprise me if he went anywhere from you know two and three in those spots to potentially you know falling out of the top ten. Um, but everything that that you kind of hear is. The edge rushers are all going to go early. They're all going to get pushed up, and and everybody's going to try and grab their guy early. So that's why I think we could see, you know, what I think I had what four in the top, you know, nine picks or something like that, and we're going to see those edge rushers go flying off the board. And so that you have the Jets going Sauce Gardner fourth overall, leaving every offensive lineman on the board uh, available, which I think would make the Panthers at six very happy, right? Like if that's oh, yeah. the way that falls. Correct. Both of them. Yeah, both of them. I think when you look at the teams picking, really, and the Jets could easily take one of those two guys right. um, and plug them in. But if the Jets decide to go with a corner and get a true number one corner and sauce, then you have, uh, you know, the Giants at five with the, with a bad offensive line. The Panthers at six, who've made some moves but still not a great offensive line. Um, the thing with the Panthers is, like, I keep, I kept. As I do these, I think, okay, well, there's another quarterback move coming for them, you know, at some point in time, and they have not been able to get anything done there. And here we are getting towards the end. It doesn't sound like they're in on on Baker Mayfield. So hmm. um, they're at all these pro days. There's just a lot of smoke there. Where I was going to say, if there's a team in the top ten that was going to do the quarterback, I would think the Panthers would would be the most likely. And then you got Pickett at 18th to the Saints, and then everybody else dropping out. I thought Malik Willis had a terrific. Pro day, and you think that if he's sitting there at 20, the Steelers don't take him? You think that Willis drops out of the first round, and the same with Matt Corral, huh, right now? Well, I turned I, I turn those in before pro days. I don't think pro days have that drastic okay. of an impact on, uh, on what happens there. I put Malik Willis to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first two mock drafts, yes. I believe. So, why, why so I, I, wanted, I wanted to look and see, okay, if they decide to go somewhere else, what happens? I think this is a, this is a, a classic year. I don't do trades in these early – mock draft. I think it's kind of silly, but this is a great year to come back in the bottom of round one to get your quarterback. You know, we've seen that. We've seen that happen in the past. I think that's, you know, if I was one of these teams picking up their high, I think I'd want to get a good solid player in that top 10. And then I would try and maneuver my way back into the back of one. And now you've got, you know, you've got a team like Kansas city that's picking back to back. I'll be shocked if they if that isn't a spot for a quarterback where they trade one of those back um, and somebody comes up for a quarterback there. You've got Detroit, who's picking 34 in the second round, 32 into the first round. 
that's another spot where they could take one. Um, they have the ammunition. If they wanted to move up to get one, they can move and go get one. Um, so I, I think that we see the quarterbacks on the back half of the first round with either people making their own selections or people coming back up from the second round to go take these guys to get the fifth year. And then the last one for you on your mock draft is when uh, the the Devontae Adams trade went down. I tweeted out, it's going to be lit when the Packers don't use any of their picks on a wide receiver, <laughs> which I've had fun hitting send on. And then you have them uh, with their own first round pick and the one they got for Adams used both on wide receivers, Olave and Dotson, Big Ten Ohio State and Penn State, that would be what we call a bonanza, right, for Aaron Rodgers, giving him two young pups but terrific players in his dotage, right? I mean, like, that would be amazing. How 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 likely do you think that is, Daniel? Uh, probably 0%. <laughs> um, they, they, they don't do it. But I, I, in this mock draft, Rich, I wanted to do I, – I called it my Gettleman mock. Last year, I talked about how Dave Gettleman never trades back. He yeah. has never traded back. And yeah. then we get to the draft, he son did of it. a gun traded back. That's right. So, so maybe this is uh, maybe this is a time to break some norms. I had the uh, I had the Philadelphia Eagles taking a linebacker, which, as our buddy knows, that's right, Geo. Geo said, "For the love of God, he, for the love of God, get us a linebacker." He said that. <laughs> Uh, on our combine coverage to Howie Roseman. That's right. Okay. So that's why. That's that's why I went there. I said, let's get outside the box a little bit. Let's 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 get away from our norms. Give them Devin Lloyd, and then man, the Packers. Devonte Adams is a is a such a special player. But you go get two guys like that with Alave and Dotson together combined, you got a chance to replace a lot of that production. Okay. Very good. Uh, thanks for the call, Daniel Jeremiah. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, we'll chat again soon. Thanks for the time. Appreciate you, bud. Right back at you. At Move the Sticks. Check out his podcast with Bucky Brooks, Move the Sticks podcast. Lots to talk about, think about. All right, back here on the Rich Eisen Show in a matter of moments. James Kahn is going to join us an hour or two to talk Godfather on the anniversary day. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. So you go to to crypto last night and LeBron's not even playing to see your Sixers. Are you going Friday to see Clippers Sixers? Oh, it's the TJ TJ battle. I mean, I have to be there. They can't play that game without me. Ask him where his seats were last night. Well, I mean, hold on a minute. I'm not going to ask him where his seats were last night. (laughs) Who'd you go to the game with last night? (laughs) I went with my boy uh, Double A again. Aaron Davis, Double A. You may recognize him or remember him from the story of the suite with Rihanna. Okay. I do remember him from that. <laughs> so where, where were your seats? Courtside? Were you, could I you mean, have tripped somebody if you, if you, had, stand, if you had extended your I feet last night? I couldn't have tripped them on the court because I wasn't on the wood, but I was directly behind Diane Cannon and 2 chains on Cooper Cup. Yeah. So like as the Lakers the came floor. off the court. Hold on a minute. As the Lakers walk off the oh, court, I they wish, had to walk right by me. And I then, wish we were know we were talking about this. He sent me and Adam a video. It's Hold on, on my second. Twitter. It's Hold on, on my second. Twitter. Oh, no, no one looks at my tweets at Two Jiggy, and that's fine. Diane but, Cannon is still going to Lakers. Oh yeah. And she was sitting right next to Two Chains, and it was like they were best friends last night. Diane Cannon and Two Chains. Diane Cannon is like five, still getting it done. It's like a Mad Lib. And Matt, Rich, she she like holds court there, guys. Like during. Breaks sure. and half times and timeouts, like.